It's time. It's time. <laughs> Watch the magic pumpkin. It's time. Look at me. I genuinely love the narrator, the voice actor there, whoever that is. Yeah, who was it? Can we look it up? Oh, right off the bat, a fun fact. On, on IMDb, it says the title is just Season, Season of, of the, the Witch. Witch. And then it says, like, original title, Halloween 3. I've never seen it referred to as just Season of the Witch truly anywhere else. So I don't know what that's about, but... I think if you just sell it as a movie like that, then it's like... It's his own entity. Yeah. Let's see. Interesting. This is Halloweeners, a horror movie podcast. I'm Kira. (laughs) I'm Cody. And uh, we're talking about Halloween... Trois. Oh. Wait. No. No. Trois. Right. That's French. Trois. I'm so sorry. Trois. (laughs) Um, Un de trois. Yeah. uh, Season of the Witch, which... If you listen to our Halloween 2 episode, Cody talks about it for a quick second. He mentions that they were trying to make or attempting to make Halloween more of an anthology. So it was going to be a different, uh, you, you know, situation altogether. Correct. And this was the first kind of attempt at that. And and the last. Yeah, uh, it was a big old flop. Um, the critics <sighs> didn't like it. The fans really didn't like it. People were very mad that Michael Myers wasn't there. Yeah, there were many moments... As the movie progressed, it is funny to sit there and, like, imagine when people would have started realizing, like, wait a second, Michael Myers has not come out yet. Is he ever, you know, when is he going to come out? Like, when did people start realizing he's never coming in? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a sad time. Because it's not like they were, like, Halloween colon season of the witch, and it was just going to be, mm-hmm. like, another movie in this franchise that we're just calling Halloween. It's, like, pointedly, this is the third one. Yeah. And if the first two have a character in it, you wouldn't be unrealistic to be like, wait a minute. Right. In a time where you can't just go on YouTube and watch the trailer a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the box office numbers, and um, so this movie, let's see, grows a total of $14.4 million in U.S., which oh my is, God. The, uh, of the three so far, obviously, that's the lowest. Yeah. It, like, did not do well. Um, I mean, like, technically, I think it made back its budget, because it's only $2 million uh, budget, which, like... Horror films famously have low budgets, so they can make back their money easily, but, like, mm. it wasn't a hit. You know, people weren't, like, the first Halloween was. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, the second dangling thread of our conversation already, the oh, yes. commercial announcer mm-hmm. in the Silver Shamrock yep. commercial is just the director. That's John Carpenter? John oh, Carpenter. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace. Tommy Lee Wallace. I'm yeah. sorry. Right, right, right. Who um, also wrote it. Who? This is his first <laughs> directing credit. It's time. Good for him. That's fun. What else has he done? Because his name is familiar. He edited the first Halloween and The Fog, which were both John Carpenter movies. Oh. And uh, he also apparently was the production designer of both those movies, so he was like clearly heavily involved. He's in the list, the uh, the the cast list of the first Halloween as Michael Myers uncredited, but he's not like the main guy. So I don't know what he's doing in that. If he's maybe he's just in one particular maybe scene, maybe like he had some nice hands or something. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he, he could have been. He could have been the hands. Yeah, because the guy who plays Michael Myers the rest of the time is a guy named Tony Moran. Um, and I'm sure we've talked about this mm-hmm. before. So this is not news. Um, but anyway, this Call was your first time watching this movie. What did you think? Yes. I... Ooh, I... There were components of it I liked. And I felt at times the spoopy Halloween spirit, Halloween being both the franchise of like being the first and second movie and Halloween being the spirit of the holiday itself. I felt the spirit. 
I was into it at times. Um, is it a silly movie at times as well? Yes. And so I just don't think I'm like a huge, huge fan of this movie, but I do think, but I did like it more than I thought I would. Yeah. It's very like, and I, I think I said as much in our Halloween 2 episode, but I, I get why people were like, what the fuck is this when it was first released? Yeah. But now, having the benefit of being able to watch all the sequels that came after this, oh, right. it's not like this is like a really low point in the franchise. I would say it actually sits pretty nicely in the middle. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. I would say like it's better than Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. It's probably okay. better than Halloween Resurrection. It's like about as good as Halloween 4. <laughs> and then I think Halloween 1, 2, 5, and um, H2O are probably better than this. But like H2O is actually pretty close to this in quality too, I think. I think that's overrated, personally. Um, and it's definitely better than the remake that we had last year, or the sequel. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoy this movie. I think it's silly. I think it's like yeah. it has a fun, like you said, uh, Halloween vibe. It's like watching a, a, a an extra long Twilight Zone, kind of. Ooh. And I think some of the like deaths are like, Whoa! Like it's really like that's gnarly. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like if I'm in the right mood, that's like fun to watch in a weird perverse way. No, but totally. Like a dude's skull gets ripped apart while it's still in his head. Uh, you know, in his head. His skull while still in his head. <laughs> um, where you want it to be. I, I always am affected by the woman who like has like the misfire oh my christ where her yeah. mouth gets like exploded open and a bug grows out it's real gross that's so well done and just so cuckoo caca yeah uh, it's just like a whole different vibe than the first two which is obviously fine but yeah i uh let's let's talk about yeah. her i don't really have like a deep underlying i don't think there's like a deep underlying theme here i don't think so either which is you know I'm always a little bit like, okay, like, I, I like my movies to have something to say. I don't okay. think this really has truly anything to say. <laughs> no, I mean, if anything, it's like talking about the family dynamic and, like, kids being attached to television, because that's what they use to true kill them! Right, I guess it could be you a know? comment on, like, don't... Just don't. But, like, I first saw this on TV, so... What does that tell you? Uh, that everyone's a sellout? I, there's, like, a little bit of a moment of, like, the ex-wife of the main character doesn't believe him when he's like, you gotta pr- take take the masks from the kids. Right. Because she's like, have you been drinking again? Because, like, clearly he has, like, if not full-blown alcoholism, he clearly has some sort of dependency or yeah. predilection. He's into but it. He's into it. Um, but also... <laughs> There's a moment earlier in the movie where he goes out to get a bottle of some sort of liquor and mm-hmm. in the process runs into this homeless guy who mm-hmm. like provides him with all this expo- exposition. <laughs> so if he wasn't an alcoholic, he wouldn't have gotten that information. So like, thanks alcoholism? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So I don't, don't know what to make of that. Oh, I see. Like, do you think... Okay, gotcha. Well, I, I yeah. I don't think there was like... They weren't here to write a moral, uh, or right. fable, I should say. I think it was just kind of a thing of the character. Basically, we have this distributor called Silver Shamrock. They're creating Halloween masks. We find out that they're using these masks to, via the power of a stone from Stonehenge, they're going to, like, kill kids. And it's going to be, like, a sacrifice that they do every 3,000 years. And it's just, like, what they do. 
you know, some people like to wear a nice scarf because it's chilly. Some people like to sacrifice millions of children. We all do different <laughs> things. And we can't um, judge. Yeah, he says it's part of a, a ritual sacrifice <laughs> in honor of Samhain. So, yeah, which also made me realize I was saying it incorrectly, probably incorrectly before. Um, But, uh, and usually, like we always say on this podcast, whenever there's like witches, Mm -hmm. we're kind of like, ugh, because, you know, actual, you know, moniker used to persecute women, and also like witches are whatever. Um, But in this movie, uh, twist! It's dudes! (laughs) Dudes doing the witchcraft. That is a good point. I actually didn't even think of it that way. It is a, a straight up dude coven and like they're very um they use the easy mobility of like white men to do well in business yes to be able to like sustain and build capital for their witchcraft which like that's there's something there i guess (laughs) i I don't know if that's intentional but because it's like with the feminine you get (laughs) <laughs> knowledge of healing and knowledge of you know um self-care mm. et cetera, et cetera. and with the power of the masculine you get great business yep. and uh violence uh, and strength a nice rating from the better business bureau <laughs> yeah and uh, well ahead also, pulling off powers in most movies that we, where we kind of roll our eyes at like even movies i like like blair witch project where we kind of like uh at, you know witches being the ultimate villain right or something like the conjuring yeah when they're female witches, which has been every other witch movie we've watched up till now, mm-hmm. um, except for Rosemary's Baby, I guess, but that's both. Yeah, it's, um, it's, she's a co-ed. Yeah, coven. she's a co-ed coven. It's been, like, women who are, like, they live in the woods now, or, like, they're mm-hmm. a mom who went crazy, and mm-hmm. this is just, like, very seemingly stable, besides the, you know, murderous intentions. Men mm-hmm. operate in the company. Suits, great full head of right. hair, they all could be cousins because they all look the same they've seemingly been doing good business for centuries because they like are um a dynasty of a toy company you know it's like a right it's a it's a it's a indebted inherited wealth wow i've don't know much about that yeah and it's like big business versus small business because the fought because in the beginning of the movie we have character whose last name starts with Grimm is the first syllable. Don't remember the second syllable. He's basically the one who... We see this guy and he's running. He has a Halloween mask in his hand. He's acting crazy and he's taken into a hospital and he tells uh, this mustached doctor, they're gonna kill us. And they're like, okay, thanks. And that man is killed by one of these suited individuals who's part of this uh, witchy clan, so to speak. He pulls a skull out apart, and um, so like that guy who was killed was like a small business owner, and like they even later show like his business was oh, doing yeah. well, and like and because a big be- mall was in town. Right, the daughter mentions like I bet he'd never even been here because he'd probably been to the mall. Yeah, you big handsome rich. So I guess fuck. there's something there, but it's dropped pretty quickly. But also, if the I don't know, I'm pulling strings here. If Silver Shamrock wasn't. A big corporation, they wouldn't be able to afford this ad space at <gasps> prime time across three separate networks. Right, when you have which they do. four channels. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not accurate, but, it, you know. That was it, like, was on TV. Like, you, you could not escape fun. it. Yeah. So, real, just to, like, real fast, like, speed through the plot, I think. Just, like... Um, yeah, so that guy... Yeah, we can yep, do that. That so the, guy who... Um, mm-hmm. The mustache doctor, he's our hero. Dr. Chalice? 
Yes. Like a chalice. Like a cup? Like a cup. Like that but Jesus drank from? Ooh. Yeah, he hooks up with the daughter of this murdered man. Ellie. And they're like, let's be little detectives. So they yeah. go to... Santa Mira. Um, right, where the Silver Shamrock factory is because the father dies holding a mask from this company. It's a jack-o'-lantern. Very cute. And across the course of their investigation, they discover that it's a coven of, again, it's a coven run by this Cochrane guy who's mm-hmm. the business owner. And the plan is they are using pieces of a slab from Stonehenge, which they mm-hmm. somehow stole and brought all the way to sunny California. Somehow. And they even make mention of, like, it was crazy getting in here. <laughs> you would not believe. And then that's it. And they then just he, drop it. He literally walks away. Which, like, I kind of, uh, kind of can... Um, from a screaming point of view, like, respect that, because it's like, how did they get it? I don't know. First, we strapped it yeah. to our backs. Right, and they say, like, you would not believe, steps. and then just don't talk about it again. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, he discovers that the plot is they're going to take a piece of Stonehenge and mm-hmm. put it inside every little microchip that is getting attached to the back of these silver shamrock masks. Yes. And there are three of them. It's a witch, a skull, and a pumpkin. A little jack lantern They're very cute. And they're, like, pushing it hard on kids. There's an mm-hmm. annoying jingle that's, not like, playing nonstop on the radio and the TV. It's fun. It, there's, like, a new one every day, it seems, where they count down <gasps> yes. every day. Like, eight more days to Halloween. And it looks like a great, like, local commercial. Like, it starts with, like, it's a black background, and you see, like, a kid just, like, just waving bobbing. its head. We're both bobbing right there and now. then it, like, slowly fades into, like, a mask over that head. It's so, it's actually really cute and, like, it's, it has, like, a very creepy, subtle undertone, but also, like, oh, it's just your local fucking thing and it's great because you know john carpenter did the music for this one again and it's the tune of like london, london bridge, bridge is yeah. the jingle but it starts off the vamp before the song is the bum 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 but which is sounds so very much like the halloween one and two sort oh of. i didn't even think of that well it kind of sounds like that um, first like low note lines yep. i don't know it kind of like if you know the original music okay. you're like who's that i know her and then it goes into that Jingle. Well, or at least the, I, I thought The that. score in general is a really cool. It, it's also yeah. by, John, like he's a, by John Carpenter, but it's all new themes and moments, yeah. um, which I love. And it sounds, it's similarly like electronic and it's very 80s. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a little bit more like dour than the Halloween score because like the Halloween theme in the original is like, it like, it, it has like an energy to it, whereas this one's very mm-hmm. like, plain, like, it's kind of like, Whoa. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> sure. I'll okay. take it. I'm into it. Um, anyway, so the plan is Stonehenge in yes. the chips of mm-hmm. the masks. The gir- they're going to play a broadcast right. at 9 p.m. on Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that 9 p.m. Pacific time? Because that'd be midnight on the East Coast. Kids are asleep. <sighs> that's a bummer. Uh, at 9 p.m., they're going to play this broadcast of a flashing magic pumpkin, and that's going to activate watch. the piece of Stonehenge that's part of the microchip in the mask, and it's going to make the kids turn into snaky bug heads. So, yes. And we see this because see there's, this. like, yeah. a family that came in. It was, like, the number one salesman of the country. It's him and his wife and his kid. And they do a little literal test run on them um, for the Dr. Dr. Chalice to watch. And it is uh, cuckoo caca. Um, it's gross. Yeah. Because it's, like, the whole family was killed. Like, the, the son wore the mask. He put the mask on. And the pumpkin mask started to, like turn into like a real sort of pumpkin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he fell to the ground and then snakes and bugs came out of him and the mom fainted which i guess killed her and the dad was bit by a 
gas a poisonous snake, which again, not to victim blame, but there were many, many things you could have stood on. And that's literally all you need to do is stand on something, I think, with a snake, right? You just got to be higher up. Stand on a chair. He was next to a chair. Well, snakes can climb trees, some of them. Uh, If you're a snake, call in. (gasps) You're right. Famously a snake in a tree. That's not a, um, well, that's that's not a poisonous snake, is it? I don't fucking know. Squeeze ya. Cody. I don't know. Right, I saw the, a dead. This chin- one's definitely a rattlesnake. <laughs> I saw a dead centipede the other day, and I screamed. I clearly don't know anything about the snakes, which are big, but they're pretty. Which are big. Um, but big. yeah, um, the like the uh, crickets start pouring out of the kid's mouth, and like snakes fun. is really like, oh my god, it's a yeah. really like striking image. And it's a lot. It's and a it's lot a, of snakes. Also, <laughs> it's a child. Like the you know, movies don't yeah. always. You know, when a movie like does violence against a child, I'm always like, holy shit. Yeah, you went there motherfucker yeah. and i respect that so yeah we learned oh, yeah. all that so dr chalice mm-hmm. is like cool 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 we're gonna fuck it up we're gonna get vengeance for your dad ellie gets taken right He's the daughter tra- the father uh, of the dead guy mm-hmm. and uh dr chalice um i don't know he fucks shit up he gets out of there they he gets out of there oh, they throw the pins down and they play the broadcast early Right, right, which in kills the, the Cochrane and all the assistants, who we later find out are all robots because robots. he is like a t- famous toy maker. So they like have mm. this knowledge of advanced robotics, and I guess they can make yeah. like Westworld doc- like the robots. Almost. Right. So okay. So sorry. So so that is also because you're saying like oh they got to build up this sort of like you know capital so they could like afford commercials and this and that and it's like well this they talk about how Cochrane had started with like gags and this and that and then got into halloween masks like so they've been in business for so long and it's like they were literally planning on like they must have been playing this for a very long time on like how yeah. they can like set up their world domination and they were like let's try this and it's because like they, we gotta get to the kids and they said they, the family came from ireland like at least 100 years before the movie started i think mm-hmm. and like it makes it clear that this is like Old Celtic magic of some sort. Yes. Druids Ooh. and all that. Which the yeah. the Halloween series as a whole does go into eventually. Oh, okay. And even like previews a little bit in Halloween too, like when he's written Samhain or Sawain mm-hmm. on the board in blood, and it's just like not really explained <laughs> what that means. Yeah. But in like Halloween four, five, six, they really go into the druid stuff. It's mm-hmm. kind of the worst part of the series. <gasps> oh, you heard it here first, yeah. folks. And then they get rid of that with Halloween seven and eight for the most part. But anyway, they escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellie turns out to be that turns into a fembot. A, a, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's a robot. What's a fembot? Uh, it's a from Austin Powers when oh, it's like I've they shoot that. bullets out of their boobs. It's supposed to be like very sexy. Like it's supposed to be ridiculously like sixties. That's funny. Trash. Sixties <laughs> movies. Trash. Right. And so he kind of destroys her, and then he runs away. She will not die either. There's it's four. Fun. I counted. There's four times where he thinks he's killed her in some capacity, and then. A part of her is still alive, like an arm just <laughs> choking by her, by himself, which is very clearly just like the actual actress, just like off Out screen, of shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with her hand in the air. Um, um, but he pulls him to a gas station, mm-hmm. and he's calling into. This is the very end of the movie. Oh, he's calling right, mm-hmm. into um a, the television. I don't know. He's calling somebody who has the, the power over the all giant three television. networks. I don't yeah. know how that's possible. Mister um, Rockefeller. And he's like, know. just get off the air. It's about life and death. And he's watching. There's three kids in there that have come to the gas station to trick or treat. Like Which you is do. so sweet. The gas station attendant had candy. I'm amazed he, was so, he had candy. If I were so a gas nice. station in the middle of nowhere, which the movie points out that they're in the middle of nowhere, mm, I would not have candy ready. I would also. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want? Do you kids want like cigarettes? I don't know. Yeah, what I, I have to sell here. You want gas? I you want gas. Do you need Honestly, that? Honestly, dear parents need. Like gasoline? That'd be fun. It's valuable. Anyway, he's like watching one kid sit in front of the TV mm. with the mask on, which like take the mask off them first of all. 
That's and true. He could have done that. Yep. That's um, very and true. they get the first broadcast off, the second broadcast off, and then he's like, the third one is still going. He's like, you need to turn off right now. Stop it. <laughs> it's too Stop late. It. There's no time. Stop it. And the movie ends. And cool. it's like, well, what's going to happen? Are they going to turn into bugs or did he save them? We don't know. I really like the ending. And it's, we literally will never know because they don't even, nope. they never go back never to this go universe. To Originally, I was reading up, so there was a novelization of this movie that was actually kind of more of a hit than the movie itself for some reason. Cute. I think because if they sell it as like an isolated story, it's way more like interesting rather than like... People expecting it to be something else. Right. But in the <laughs> novel... It makes it very clear that he fails and, like, the kids die. And let me see. There's a quote Oops. I pulled up. That's a lot of kids. It says... Uh, His own kids, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it says, it's described that the endless screams of dying children could be heard throughout the station, the town, and the land beyond. And also, uh, um, when they, originally, it wasn't going to end. The music over the credits wasn't going to be, like, the theme that we've been hearing a lot. Mm-hmm. It was going to be the sounds of children being murdered, like, screaming. <laughs> So they took that out to make it more ambiguous, which I actually like. I like that it's ambiguous. Yeah. But that would have been really fucking wild, though. That would have been, like, oof. That sucks. <laughs> so if the pumpkin mask becomes a pumpkin, so does that mean the skull mask, like, like his face is, like, he's going to look like a giant skull and the witch know. will look like a giant witch? I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it is going to be that specific for each one. Maybe, I mean, maybe he'll turn to bones. Right, because we only ever see... The pumpkin mask mm-hmm. do it. But, like, I think the chips will turn everybody into, like, snake bug monsters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because later yeah. when we see the woman... The, or earlier, there's, like, a woman who comes into town to pick up an order. And she oh. is, like, fiddling with one of the the buttons that has the microchip on it. And mm-hmm. with a bobby pin. Which, like, what are you doing in the first place? Playing with that. Yeah. I thought she was Not trying to take it out. But she's literally trying she's to just change like the... Jabbing it? I think yeah. she's just, like, exploring. Which is, like, yeah, what are you, you doing? Yeah, shouldn't change No, no, no. Yeah. Um, one thing if there's like an obvious like hole to put like a pin in, like when you like reset a clock or something. She's um a mom in the early eighties. This is high She's tech. Curious. She doesn't know. But um it like blasts into her face. Oh, Jesus Christ. And they call it a misfire and like the Oops. skin around her mouth gets flayed open. So like you see like her teeth and her eyes uh, are all red and you yeah. see her like still breathing and like the flaps of the skin are still moving. It's gnarly. It's really and rough. A single Cricket crawls out of her mouth into her hair. That, was that a cricket? That was a giant bug. Some sort of bug. That was a giant, like, know. prehistoric, set the house on fire if you see it kind of bug. Yeah, it crawls out of her mouth and into her hair, which is, oh boy, gross. So did that come from, like, was that shot into her? Yeah, because the laser, like, from the uh, microchip shoots into her mouth. And they call it a misfire. But later we see a very <sighs> similar rough. looking beam of like laser light shoot from the Stonehenge mm. into Cochrane and he turns right. into like stone, stone but then just like disappears. Away? He just fades away. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Because Goodbye. They, they mentioned, because he mentions earlier that Stonehenge is a sacrificial circle. And so we have a stone from Stonehenge and then they've created a circle of like monitors and like machinery to, you know, work in the factory and whatnot. And they've all, the uh, little robot assistants have fallen in a circle. So, like, that created a circle of light. There was a beam of light coming from the stone, and then it zapped him in the middle. So, like, 
I don't know. It was like some yeah, higher was, being. Maybe it was, like, was attracted to him because like he's directly in the line of fire. And he like kind of knew because he kind of looked up at it and he like saw the circle, the circle of like light that was being made, produced, I should say, by like the equipment next to him. And he that's when he looked up to uh, the doctor and quote unquote Ellie and like did that slow clap, slow clap. So I think maybe by then he realized like, I don't know. Respect. Honestly, I respect the game, and I'm not even mad about <laughs> Hate it. Hate the sin, love the sinner. Oh. Right? Tell my mom I loved her. Okay, so why do you think... It's just like... I get that it's for sacrifices, but I was just kind of like, that's fucked up that they would use the guy who's selling their product the most, which they really want to happen... I don't know. For them to kill him, I thought was like really wild. Well, they make mention of um, that they're not placing orders for the next year, and because right. the dad's like, "Well, I, I want to be like, you know, I'm like willing to give the money now." They refuse, so right. I think like they've been planning the on the Silver it. Shamrock will just uh, dis, dis, um, like will just um, what's it called? Like he'll just stop being company after this year because like. Um, the sacrifice is done, so like their work is done for another oh, thousand years. I see. So it doesn't matter that he doesn't sold matter a lot. who they kill. Yeah, exactly. Oh, true. And they can be like, yeah, come in. We care about your opinion. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, we love to hear what you think. <laughs> here, 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 here's a notepad and pencil. This guy over here. Write it down. We yeah. want to know. Oh, we're gonna be taking that into consideration. Yeah, here's some fake grapes. <laughs> Thank and, you so much. And then the wife dies from fainting. Come on, Susan. You also see a snake together. crawling across her head though. So like, it's maybe she got bit. I don't know. The snake was like, you okay, sweetie? Do you need a little help? Do you need a doctor? Um, I will say, even though this doesn't include, is not technically part of like the Halloween franchise, <gasps> because they show yes. the movie Halloween in this movie. Twice. Twice. Yes. When they're in a bar, mm-hmm. or when just him is just the main character in the bar. Because mm-hmm. like we mentioned, he liked the drink. He liked the drink. He, they're playing. There's a commercial like saying that would we'll be playing Halloween on TV, and the, the announcer. Immortal classic. I know they they called it the Immortal Classic, which I was like, Damn. that is ballsy. And <laughs> I mean, they're right. It but came like, out what, like two, <laughs> when, like, what's the year difference? Because this came out in '82. Right, that was '78. So oh, okay. we're looking at four years. So I then, mean, by then, if you, you, know. you know, and I mean, if you're on the third movie. No, that's true. Yeah. The checks keep coming in. The checks had uh, cleared. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. And later they show it when, because um, they like strap the doctor up and they put a mask on his head and that's playing because like Halloween's going to lead into the Silver Shamrock thing. Um, and we hear the music from Halloween, which is always nice to hear. It's so good. And they, they know that. They know we want it. And also, Jamie Lee Curtis has a cameo as the voice of the town. There's like a speaker that's like, because it's a company town and everybody in the <gasps> right. town like works for the company for the most part. Yeah. And there's a voice at one part that's like, curfew. Yeah. Curfew. Oh, that's her? Everybody back to your homes. Yeah. She also does the voice of the operator who's like, your call cannot be completed or whatever. I love that! And I would have loved if this movie was a hit and they did the anthology thing, if it was a kind of a similar thing where they're like continuous throwbacks, kind of similar to what American Horror Story does. Well, isn't the friend, the the mean friend from the first Halloween, isn't that the ex-wife in this? Because she's like, Oh, oh, you're right. How did I not know that? Call the police. How did I not recognize? I'm I know. I'm surprised. You should yeah, be embarrassed. She's Annie, the friend who, um, right, the first death among them, among the fr- group friends. I think she's the one who gets strangled in the car. Yes. Right, and she's hitting the horn. Truly, had I'm, I'm actually embarrassed that I missed that. 
always been discredited. No, that's okay. Well, because she they made they aged her like so much, and she was a mom of two. <laughs> you know, she went from being a high schooler, but also to but, an, a nagging ex-wife. But similar mom of two. to the fir- to the first Halloween, where all her lines were like, Mah. like I should have recognized oh, that yeah. tone of voice. <laughs> this is the only thing they let her do. You're just jealous. You're just jealous. I know. It's like. I, I do like uh, the Halloween movies thus so far because it's John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, or at least present. So there's a, some kind of like femme presence, and sometimes it really is nice. But you know, then every so often we have some women that are just you know terrible. Um, but you know, some women are terrible. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's terrible equally. That's so funny. I really like that we see the, like, date a lot. Like, every time there's a new day, it's like, yes. Wednesday the 27th. So, like, and you know Getting that's when it's going to happen on Halloween. Yeah. It just is, I, I, it's similar to, I really love the montage of all those children around the country, like, the day of Halloween. We get a quick little montage <gasps> yes, of just, so like, people, like, cute. in... They're just... <laughs> the funny thing is, it's kids in, like, costumes that are, like, different costumes, but they're just, like, wearing the silver shamrock masks. Like, there was, like, a ballerina with a skull. On a skateboard. Which, which is fun. That's a if again if there's like a Halloween convention or something that'd be a great specific costume to wear ballerina skull mask on skateboard I kind of want to do that that's kind of my aesthetic that's I mean very, I can't really skateboard those are three but... things that are truly all your being <laughs> like Although... dance background love spooky shit and she's fucking red yeah <laughs> yeah again. you, you heard like it that? here quote it I was gonna say I can't skateboard but I like the idea of skateboarding why do they have a relationship the doctor and Ellie okay so I just want to say it's it's weird. At times, and unnecessary at times. However, is it weirdly alluring to have a sexual relationship with a hot mustache doctor while you're trying to solve a murder around Halloween time? Yes. Now, when you put it like that, <laughs> you're Intriguing. not not selling me on it. <laughs> but at the same time, like but, the levels of appropriateness. Right. First of all, she's 24 years younger than him. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was like 23 in this, and he was older than that. Um, <laughs> and uh, they don't really seem to have any sort of chemistry. Not to be like rude to the actors, but like it's in the script too, because it kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm. Like they like they meet. They are like, let's solve this. Let's like be little cute little detectives. Also. They go to the town and they get they like pose as husband and wife to not be suspicious. Right. And they check into this to like one hotel room, obviously with one bed because they're like, whoa. Be and all of a sudden they're just making out. It's just like really sudden. I think maybe just everyone's going through a lot of trauma, and sometimes the body wants what the body wants. But at the same time, I was a little bit like, why did she pack such sexy underwear to investigate her dad's murder? Yes. Because <laughs> in the also second, then. they're they're second sexual encounter but the first one we see mm-hmm. she's wearing like a little like Ooh. nighty it's black right the second like you're just you're just you're, you're you know you're just packing to like go with solve your dad's murder and you pack just the essentials you know you got a sandwich you know, um maybe like a blow dry because the 80s Oops. um obviously your sexiest underwear some <laughs> edible panties also like they had a second set of clothing somehow which they said earlier he's like yeah these clothes can last us another day and then yeah. they somehow got a second set of clothing later. i'm not worried about it but whatever but i love it uh but yeah i i don't know um Maybe she just carries a negligee around. She just you never know when you're gonna get a good fucking. That's true. Which I can appreciate that. So, um. Oh. Okay. So this is a very minor thing, but so the like lab technician Teddy, she's the one who is another like previous lover, perhaps of Dr. Chalice, That's and she's the, the one who's yeah, and she's the one who's like sifting through 
Okay, so the <laughs> rewind the guy <laughs> who owns the small business whose skull was ripped apart in the earlier in the opening. He was found. The guy who killed him was walking away, and Doctor Chalice saw him, and he was trying to chase him. The guy goes into a car, douses himself in gasoline, sets himself within the car on fire. The car explodes. He, he done. So. Fast forward, we have a lab technician who's sifting through the ashes of this accident because Dr. Chalice is like, I don't know, it's weird. Just like, please look at it. Just shut up. I know you have things to do, but just look at it. And uh, so she's working on it. She's figuring out slowly but surely that like there's no human remains there, which is weird because there should be. And uh, but when he's meeting with her earlier, um, she's like, it's OK, I'll, I'll work on it for you. I'm good at moonlighting. And then he goes, do you still have that? And she goes, uh-huh. And then they, like, talk about something else. So what the fuck are they talking Truly about? Truly no idea. And I, I noticed that also. And I was what like... What does that mean? I don't know. But she seemingly lives at the it's lab. He calls yeah. her at all times of day. And she's always sitting in the same chair. I'm still here. <laughs> looking great. Looking good. She's looking... I actually think she gives a pretty decent performance, given what she has to do. Like, mm. she's kind of like... This movie has film noir vibes a little bit. Where, like, Ooh. he's like a, a drinking, like, divorced, like, whatever. He, like, yeah. is trying to solve it. There's, like, a young woman who comes into his life with a problem, and he's gonna help her. And mm. she's, like... In, like, in, like, a film noir movie, this character would be, like, the secretary who's, like... Hi, and there's something for you online for... Like, you know, like, that kind of performance. Who would be that? Like Who? the Teddy character oh, oh, is like gotcha. is like in the in the world of yes. like film noir put in the eighties. Mm-hmm. The like lab technician is similar where they like have like a rapport, you know, it's like yeah. a little flirty, but like whatever, it's hey, not threatening. When are you gonna buy me lunch? Right, exactly. Touch yeah, me. when are you gonna show me the house? I don't know. And uh, this the writing for the character is like kind of fun, like that. Teddy, she says stuff like um like when they're uh she he's like checking in. And she tells him that it's seemingly all car parts they've been doing an autopsy on, because Mm -hmm. now we later find out it's a robot. It's Um, a robot. She goes, somebody made a colossal boo-boo, which is like, (laughs) that's funny. (laughs) She does treat it very casually. She's like, ah... I think someone's been fucking with my stuff. That's why I've heard people who, like, uh, people who work in a, like... possibly macabre profession mm-hmm. like autopsy technician or in a morgue mm. you have to have a sense of humor about it because oh otherwise your God. job in your life therefore is just gonna be like all the time yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think we had someone who was like not an emt but like for when it's terrible stuff like when like body parts are everywhere and uh, I think he came and talked to our school, and he had like a really weird, like a weird in a good way sense of humor because you, you fucking get it. Do you think it's necessary? Like, why, why they gotta be Irish? A druid culture. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. But Cochrane does not have an Irish accent. But he is an Irish-born actor, though. That is so interesting. Maybe I mean maybe he doesn't have an Irish accent to our ears, but like I'm sure there are different varieties of what we call an Irish accent. He sounded. Just kind of vaguely British, but it's kind of just like a stage voice. Like, you know, it wasn't specific. What is it, like the transatlantic? No, I don't, yeah. And other people in the town have the Irish accent, so. Yeah, the Irish people haven't suffered Uh, enough, and then you get these people have terrible accents in this movie. Right, the most hell one is like, oh, hello! It's bad. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna... I'm not going to do what you did, Cody. No, (laughs) I'm I'm not even close to being Irish, so, like, I really shouldn't be doing Irish accents. Unless I'm paid to. Hey. Hey, um, When they're getting a tour of the factory with this family that, like, the dad is mm-hmm. the biggest salesperson, um, when they go into the toy room to, like, look at all the toys that this 
grandpa made or whatever. Go, yes. Um, I'm intrigued. The, uh, the salesman is talking to Dr. Chellist, and he's like, don't you know? He's like the inventor, the practical joke, right. you know, yes. mm-hmm. sticky toilet paper. And he like starts listing gags he's fa- he, he's invented. And one mm-hmm. of them, he says, is called the dead dwarf gag. So funny. What the hell is that? <laughs> I Googled it to try to figure out what the hell dead dwarf gag was. And all that came up were just things about this movie. So I just made it up. Truly don't know. Dead Dwarf Gag and Soft Chainsaw. Soft Chainsaw. Which is a really fun band name. Oh, or like a penis condition. Ooh. Ooh. I'm uh, so sorry. <laughs> um, she liked it and then know. she really didn't like it. <laughs> Regrets. I I don't know. But in that moment, in that scene too, that same, because his name is Buddy and he's like, oh, I had one of those when I was a kid. I used to watch it for hours and it was like this kind of Like a motorized toy yeah and it was like indigenous people it was was like probably a a very not well depicted portrait of like indigenous people like just singing in a choir sort of like just like swaying back and forth or something yeah yeah so i don't know if that was like a thing because it's like why they gotta be native you know why they gotta be indigenous people i think that's probably just like what looks old timey Mm. but also well okay i guess so i mean whatever but i guess beyond that semi appropriation dudu kaka is like he's they've been planting shit in people's brains for a long time probably because maybe i don't know this dude buddy was staring at that shit, that shit for hours get a grip that is crazy also like what a fun childhood <laughs> well, <laughs> just watch yeah. this toy i mean poor teddy though she gets a rough death the autopsy te- technician yeah she really wasn't trying to she wasn't trying to do nothing bad she was just working for science. And she got a, a drill to the head. But they didn't show it, which I think they knew. They were like, no, yeah. we like her. I did like how all the calls going in and out of the town were like, nope, you can't you can't do it. Can't make that call. Mm-hmm. Even though you dialed literally just zero, I think right, you dialed it correctly. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee. Right, because there was also a 6 o'clock curfew in the town, which is horrifying to me. That's very early. Um, I love when the doctor is tied up and... He gets free because he kicks the TV and uses the shard of glass to cut open the like bindings, and then yeah. he takes the skull mask he's wearing and tosses it perfectly onto the security camera. Uh, While well, his hands are still sort of bound, yeah, they're like t- they're like bound by like like, be- like between the uh, elbow and the wrist. And I I was looking it up, and it said I found out it took over forty takes to get that <laughs> shot right. <laughs> Um, and the director was like, I didn't think it would be a big deal because I did it, like, to just to see what it would be like. And I did, got it on the first try. Go fuck yourself. That's funny, though. Yeah. That's my worst nightmare. I did also, like, earl, uh, before uh, Dr. Shalas was, like, captured and taken into that room, he's looking for Ellie. And he, like, goes through a door that says private. And he sees what he thinks is, like, an old woman just sewing. And he goes, where's the girl? And the, it, he, I the, love that he the woman keeps sewing. And he's like, where is she? And yeah. he shakes it. And it's like, what did you think? I, I'm, I understood that he thought it was a person, but it's like, yeah. well, it's just, it's just very and from, silly. like, watching it, it kind of looks like the, in, like, the way they filmed it was the hands were real. Like, the yeah. hands that were mm-hmm. knitting, because they looked way too animate and intricate to be yeah, those were an actual hands. robot. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And then later, the Cochrane says that piece was, like, from, like, 1780 in Munich, which I was like, yeah. How, where the fuck kind of, like, advanced mm-hmm. robotics <laughs> <laughs> going on in the 1800s. I mean, maybe. 1700s. Some, like, underground shit, you know? I guess so. Which, like, maybe that's where they got their shit from. The inspo, if you will. Ooh. One of the moments I liked, too, was when when the doctor does throw the mask on the camera so they can't 
watch what he's doing from like the control nerve center and he's he's starting to escape and so one of the robots who's monitoring the TVs notices his camera is being blocked and he goes over to Cochrane to go tell him and Cochrane's on the phone so because these things are wired to be loyal and obedient it, the thing just stands there and waits for him to get off the phone and like literally is giving the doctor time to escape and like I just thought that was funny. Right. It's really the energy of like your mom's on the phone as a right. kid, but you're like, you have a question. So you're you just like, wait, or you try to be like, mom, mom I just shit hey. myself. I oh. just got my first period. Can you please get off the phone? At the same time. At the same time. <laughs> it does feel that way. Jesus. Fun fact. Um, but that's not how it happened for me. If you, not that it would like, you know, hurt you, but if any of uh, one of those three masks had to be just stuck to your face forever. Which one would you pick? I think the skull one, because it kind of looks a little silly. It kind of looks a little sad somehow. I don't know if it's, like, the shape of the eyes. It's obviously smiling because it's, like, a skull with teeth out. But it has (laughs) a sort of, like, oh, expression to it. (laughs) (laughs) Where did I left my keys? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can stay another hour. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Oh, no. That sounds terrible. Happy. Um, yeah, I guess it's a tie between that and the witch. I mean, the, but the jack o' lantern's cute too. The jack o' lantern is cute. Uh, special shout out to Don Post who created these masks for the movie. Um, they're I love the design of them because they're simple, they're spoopy, but you know, I don't know, they're fun. That's what all I had to say. Yeah. I don't know. I like. Again, I'm not super in love with it, but I kind of dug it and parts of it i don't know I, i'm intrigued it's I'll, a, I'll watch again it's the perfect time to watch it right now like throw oh my it God, on yes. it's on hbo now so just toss it on yeah it's cheesy and fun and like again some like gnarly deaths oh someone's head gets ripped yeah. off and like the I, and i really like the ending so that is it yeah i liked it better the second time <laughs> the first time i was like oh fuck god damn it but Ooh. uh it was more fun this time around. This has been Halloweeners, our uh, movie podcast. Yeah. Happy Halloween, you guys. Oh, my God. You all, all y'all you listeners, you little ghosties, goblins. jack-o'-lanterns with beating hearts. Ugh. It's that time. I'm very excited. Um, do us a solid. You should, if you can, listen, rate, subscribe, um, give us some stars, leave us some comments. Yeah. Sub- keep, just do all the things. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We want to know what movies you're watching, so please tag um, Halloweeners Pod on your Instagram stories or Instagram posts, um, or you can do it on Twitter at Halloweeners Pod as well. We want to see it. We want to know. Also, feel free to send us your ghost stories because we want to read yeah. them. I, and these are personal ghost yes, stories. Yes, we're putting this out because it's Halloween, but all this stuff you can do anytime you <laughs> oh, We always appreciate it. Yes. And you can uh, direct message us on Twitter, Halloweeners Pod, or Instagram, Halloweeners Pod. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at hey, Kira, hey. You can follow me on Instagram, Letterboxd, and Twitter at CodyMonster91. Give Apri Pompey a follow. He does our beautiful theme music you can follow him on spotify instagram and twitter at apre pompey yes and you can check out leah patterson who does our artwork at a tender witch on instagram wait how many days till halloween is it actually and i can sing you keep that keep going i can't do it i got trapped in the loop you can't you gotta do it it's 10 no i know but i can't find well when this comes out i'm dead now um one two three more days 
Wait, enter a Halloween party and just scream at the TV, stop it. Like Whatever in the movie. Flying. Yeah. Stop it. Happy Halloween, you fucks. Bye. 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 Bye.